One of the most common barriers that people tend to encounter when they want to meditate is the struggle to be still. They feel wiggly, restless, or anxious, and that impedes their ability to focus and be present. This is one of those places where something becomes mainstream, but not all of the important information makes it through. In nearly every meditation lineage, there is a process to help you prepare for meditation. This is what yoga asana, or the physical postures of yoga, are designed for. It's to prepare your body for meditation. You may know that I am a trauma-informed mindfulness teacher, and a lot of the guidance that is out there about what to do when you're struggling in meditation is very much not trauma-informed and can actually be quite harmful. Ideas that you should just power through the discomfort, just sit in it and be in it and feel it and uh, essentially wait for it to dissipate. And if someone hasn't had a lot of trauma in their life or they have a very balanced nervous system or they're neurotypical, that may be a totally fine path to take. But if you are neurodivergent, it's one of the worst things that you can do when you feel restless in meditation. So I want to share some things that you can do when you find yourself struggling to sit still when you're meditating. Number one, move your body before you meditate. You can go for a walk, do some yoga, dance, shake, bounce, whatever sort of movement speaks to you. Movement helps us to release and balance our energetic body. And generally speaking, the more we move our body, the more clear our mind becomes. Movement in the body can often create stillness in the mind. Give yourself some time and some space to move so that you can wring out any excess tension or thoughts before sitting down to meditate. It can just kind of clean your slate and make everything much easier from the beginning. Number two, you don't have to sit still to meditate. You don't even have to sit to meditate. <laughs> We've gained this idea of what a meditator looks like, what a meditator does. But in fact, there are infinite ways to meditate. It's not about what you're doing with your body. It's not even about having your eyes closed. It's about the quality of your attention and opening yourself to listen and observe what is present. Walking meditations are fantastic. We're gonna be doing one here tomorrow. If you are a member of the Mindful Mamas app or you're an Alchemize Your Anxiety student, or if you're in the Higher Self Sanctuary, you already have a walking meditation from me, but there's lots of great ones out there. If you ever do a live meditation with me, you'll see that I am rarely ever completely still. While I do often sit with my eyes closed to meditate, I always kind of have a little sway that I'm doing, <laughs> or maybe I'm, um, you know, I'm moving my hands or my feet. I can feel how the moment that I make myself be still for whatever reason, I suddenly become very uncomfortable. That movement is actually managing my energy and allowing it to continue to flow in a harmonious way. So please don't feel like you have to force yourself to be still. Stillness is a result and it will come from a state in which you feel deeply grounded, relaxed in your body, relaxed in your mind, open and present. When we try to force stillness, we often get the opposite result. Number three, something that can make an enormous difference when shifting from a life activity, like working on our computer or caring for our kids or cleaning the house to a self-care activity like a meditation is to slowly walk ourselves down to that more relaxed state. If you go from like writing on your computer and listening to music and tapping your foot and answering emails and doing all these things, multitasking, 
to like being completely still and silent in a quiet room, it's kind of like shifting from first gear to fifth or something like that. I, I don't know <laughs> about cars, <laughs> but it can be too big of a jump when we try to go from lots of movement and stimulation to virtually zero. Our nervous system goes, whoa, this is too big. We need a slower transition. And it gets our attention by producing a lot of discomfort in our body. That discomfort is our body's way of getting our attention so that we can regulate ourselves and make that transition more gently. So maybe 10 or so minutes before you know you want to meditate, you start slowing down. Maybe you just start slowing down your movements a little bit. Maybe you change your music to something more peaceful. You just kind of walk yourself down one element at a time. Another thing that can be really helpful is bringing in some stimulation to your meditation practice. Not everyone is going to get a lot of benefit from sitting still in silence. For me, my meditations are so much more rejuvenating and it's easier for me to focus if I'm listening to music while I meditate. I have tons of meditation playlists. If you look me up on Spotify, you can find them. If you message me on Instagram, I'll share them with you. One thing to know is that we will always seek to externally match the level of stimulation that we feel inside. If you've ever been really anxious and someone puts on some super calm music or silence, it can be really jarring, it can be uncomfortable. So maybe you'll bring in some additional tools to support you in meditation. Aside from music, you can have incense burning or an oil diffusing. Maybe you wear a weighted blanket or you massage your feet while you meditate. Being aware of your nervous system and sensory needs in the context of meditation can make an enormous difference. Number four is related. Keep in mind that there are thousands of styles of meditation, if not more. Silent meditation may not be your thing, but guided meditation is very accessible. It's great for most people, especially beginners. There are plenty of them here on this podcast, tons of them out there on YouTube. I really love Insight Timer. There's mindfulness apps, including the one that I co-created, Mindful Mamas. There's really no shortage of guided meditations. You just have to find a teacher that you really like. And if you're in the Higher Self Sanctuary with me, which is my private community, then you already have access to a pretty extensive library of guided meditations. Even if it's not guided meditation specifically, I'd really encourage you to explore different styles until you find something that works for you. There's mindfulness meditation, there's vipassana, there's transcendental meditation, there's dynamic meditation, there's just, there's so much out there. So explore and find your flavor because there is one out there for you. And you might find that you kind of take a piece from each and make your own style that suits you best. Here is my final tip. If you find yourself in a space where you've kind of done everything, you've moved your body first, you've given yourself a long transition, played a guided meditation, or you've brought in some elements that usually help you, and for whatever reason, it's just still not quite working, then maybe meditation is not what is needed in that moment. Meditation is wonderful. It has infinite benefits. It can help us with so many things, but it's not a panacea. Maybe you need to express yourself. Maybe you need to talk to someone. Maybe you need to create something or just like 
rest and watch a movie and relax. <laughs> we have so many needs and there are so many ways to support ourselves. I think meditation can serve us in a large amount of ways, but it's not always what we need. The next time you go to meditate, do this checklist. Have I moved recently? Am I giving myself permission to do what feels most comfortable and supportive? Would it help to do a walking meditation today or a guided meditation today? Would I like to bring in some other sensory aspects? And can I take my time arriving to that place of meditation? I hope this helps. If you have any other questions about this or any specific struggles in the meditation, breathwork, yoga, embodied movement realm, please let me know. I would love to help. Thank you for listening and spending this time with me. If this impacted you in some way, please share this episode, whether that's on social media or sending it to someone you thought about while listening. I would love to connect with you on Instagram or TikTok, and my handle for both of those is at Karina.Davy. If you'd like to connect more intimately, you can join me in the Higher Self Sanctuary, a virtual village where I lead weekly meditations, workshops, women's circles, community gatherings, and more, alongside my partner, the incredible master coach, Jacob Metzger. To check out the sanctuary, you can go to www.higherself.earth. It's also linked in the show notes. And if you'd like to work with me one-on-one, you can book a session at karinadavy.com. You'll also find information there about courses, in-person retreats, and other offerings. If you're enjoying this podcast, leave a review so that we can reach more of the people who are looking for this space. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a beautiful day.